hey queen how's it going welcome back to the note to self podcast you're gonna hate me today because i feel like immediately we've got a terrible setup i'm currently sitting on the floor in my living room because i don't want to go to the office because i'm actually a bit poorly i just feel rubbish and i just want to kind of curl in bed all day but can't do that so i'm doing work on the floor and I've actually, like, I feel like I did really well by bringing my, like, microphone and my filming equipment and all this sort of stuff to my house so that, because I knew, like, I felt poorly yesterday and I was like, I'm going to bring all my stuff home so that I've got it at home so that I can carry on working. No, no, none of it's working properly. My microphone won't set up into my laptop, which is really annoying. I think it's just my internet's just too bad that nothing will connect properly. So that's super fun for me, Um, which is why I'm sitting on my living room floor using my AirPods to do this podcast via my phone. Oh, so immediately we're not off to a great start. But do you know what, Han, if you can bear with me, I feel like this is an important episode. And it is an episode that I was, I mean, I've had it in my drafts for months, it was actually going to be episode three. Um, and I plan to do it. Does it have a date on my little notes page of when I was going to do this? No, can't find it. But it was like I planned this maybe January sort of time. Um, and it's been a video that I've been planning to do as around Wednesday for way too long now. Like by way too long, I mean like two years. And I just didn't want to do it because I just feel like it's oh, I don't know. It's so opposing to what so many people in the fitness industry are saying at the moment. And just like forever, it's, this is such a common, like, I don't know, I hate using the word narrative, because I feel like I'm just overusing that word. But like, do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a really common thing. It's rude. That people say all the time in the fitness industry, and I just CBA for it. And if I CBA for it, then there must be some Huns out there that CBA for it as well. So Today, I really, I didn't even want to chat about this. I was actually going to chat about scale weight, but scale weight's going to have to wait for another time, honey. Do you know what I mean? Because we've got bigger fish to fry right now. And by that, what I want to chat about today is the whole idea that if you want to lose weight, you basically just have to eat less and move more. And people compare it all the time. And actually a really big name in this fitness in, in the fitness industry has done a video on it today. And it's just, I don't want to seem like I'm calling anyone out because I'm not. And I actually really value a lot of things that this person has to say. But I also feel like it's kind of unhelpful and a little bit like rude, mate. Do you not even care? Um, I don't know. Is that mean? I don't know. But basically a lot of people are likening fat loss in humans to fat loss in dogs and saying that if like you your dog is overweight then you don't like put them on a 5-2 diet or send them to swimming clubs or whatever which like yeah obviously um and like we shouldn't be doing that either um the all you have to do is just walk them a little bit more and feed them a little bit less easy as that mate so do you know what i mean pipe down that's the only thing that you need to do to lose weight and yes i'm sure and in fact i'm not sure i know that that is true that, you know, you, if you want to lose fat, simple terms, you have to eat less and move more. Like, I completely agree with that statement, as does every single human that is smart on the planet. Um, it is as simple as that. Yeah, sure. Eat less, move more. But it's, it's, it's not as easy as that. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you joking? Sorry. I, oh, oh, oh. oh, I didn't know that. Didn't know that I had to move a little bit more and eat a little bit less. We all bloody know that. Do you know what I mean? It's not, 
a difficult equation to understand. It's like, yeah, cool, energy in versus energy out. Sure thing, hun. But we're not dogs. And you are not a dog, I'm not a dog. And so eat less, move more isn't so simple when you actually break down human behavior and how humans work. And just like, oh, just us in general, like, hello, we're complicated as budge. So I just feel like this narrative is quite damaging. Sorry if I'm really like, no, 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 with my mouth. God, that was actually gross. But I, my Invisalign's really hurting today. So I just feel like you, if you do not share this episode to your story or rate this podcast or review it or I don't know dm me and tell me how much you're loving it I'm gonna cry because the amount of effort I've gone through just to get this film today (laughs) when I totally didn't want to um then yeah anyway external validation please needed thank you um so yeah feel free to post this to your Instagram story or share it in some way or share it with a friend or just I don't know give me some love in the dms um to let me know that you're enjoying it that would be so appreciated um anyway back to topic i feel like we are much more complicated than eat less move more and i'm about to tell you why because are you ready for it we have like actually do you know what i feel like i'm just gonna spend this whole episode slagging dogs off but i'm not slagging dogs off i'm just saying that they live a much simpler life like they they live a happier life do you know what i mean my dog lives the happiest life ever. He just chills, sunbathes, eats, sleeps, naps, sunbathes, eats, sleeps. Like, that's it. He, you know, might might hump a bed or a toy every now and again. But, like, for the majority, he just kind of does that, right? He doesn't have, like, I don't know, his best friend calling him at 11pm because her boyfriend's just broken up with her and, like, she wants you to go and, like, eat a Big Mac with her fine like my dog doesn't have I don't know like hasn't spent his life on crappy diets and learning all of these like you know moral values when it comes to food of like food is good and bad you know oh I shouldn't eat that or I should eat that you know my dog hasn't picked up all of these like damaged perceptions of what we need to do when it comes to fat loss like it and it's been so overcomplicated over time. Dogs don't know that. Dogs haven't seen adverts for like swimming clubs and gone, oh, maybe I'll try that next time instead of just eating less of my salmon and potato dog food. Do you know what I mean? Like dogs don't have the external factors that we do influencing our behaviors, influencing our lifestyle, influencing our emotions so much. You know, I don't know, your dog isn't at a restaurant with your mate being like, um, I don't know, like being judged for having a, for ordering a tap water and a salad instead of a tequila and like five Jager bombs and seven chocolate fudge cakes. Do you know what I mean? Like we have so much else going on that, that dogs just don't have, you know, your dogs don't have your grandparents that have just spent two hours cooking you that really cute, amazing roast. Cute. What a word to describe a roast, but do you know what I mean? The super delicious roast that they've just like slaved over to get to that plate in front of you that wasn't cooked in fry light wasn't weighed out to the gram wasn't you know cooked in alternatives it was just cooked the way that people cooked with like butter and oil and salt and pepper and sassy deliciousness that like they don't they don't care for your macros and you can't just go yeah I'm not gonna eat that I mean you can and you absolutely should learn to say no more often but that's for another day and definitely not to your grandparents who have just spent two hours cooking for you do you know what I mean? Dogs don't have that. Dogs are literally in control of every aspect of their life. Like they don't fear carbs and then overeat them out of restriction. They don't, 
I don't know, scroll past perfect girls of perfect bodies on Instagram, making them feel less worthy for not having a fire booty. P.S. All dogs have fire booties. Oh my God, aren't dogs just the cutest thing ever? Like I actually am just, uh, I want like eight dogs, maybe nine. But I just feel like I couldn't love them all equally then because it would just be spread out amongst all of them and that just wouldn't be fair. So, oh, my one dog is enough, but he has a fire booty and he isn't getting upset when he sees a girl who's lost more weight than him or he sees like a dog in the park that will never love him because he doesn't love himself. Like they don't see the world the way that we do. And so our emotions are like hugely dictate our eating behaviors and our um, lifestyles largely dictate our eating behaviors. Dogs don't, dogs don't eat socially unless they like end up at the pub because you accidentally left the back door open and he's rammed to go and like have some food off of that person's plate at the random pub. Like, not that that's happened it's happened um you know the dogs dogs right you like dogs have somebody controlling every inch of their existence they everything that they eat you give them unless your dog is like mine my beagle who uh has learned how to open the fridge so we have to put a child lock on it yeah that was a weird mother care experience when i was like 21 go in into mother care, not pregnant, just buying random things that are meant for babies. Um, that was a tangent. Where was I? Yeah. Dogs have you like, you control every aspect of their life. You control when they go for a walk, you control their exercise. So it's easier for them to like have that weight management that we find a little bit trickier. You know, if we all had personal chefs and personal trainers, like most celebrities kind of do when they need to get in shape for a film or a freaking tour or whatever it is i'm sure we would all look fire as a dog too do you know what i mean we would all look just as cute but we don't because we don't we can't afford that (laughs) so i'm sure we would all look phenomenal and, and like i don't know get exactly the right amount of nutrients that our body needs and exactly the right amount of exercise that our body needs to maintain a certain body composition but we don't, we're in control. And like, unfortunately, we are not very good at controlling ourselves because there's too much choice. There's too much influence from the outside world coming in. And so, yes, like it is as simple as eat less, move more. And it is as simple as like, if your dog wanted to lose weight, you would just feed him less and walk him more. But we are very, very different. You know, humans have different things going on, you know, humans have little inner dickheads telling us that we're not worthy of losing fat or feeling phenomenal in our own skin. And so we naturally just kind of like subconsciously sabotage our own efforts sometimes. Like we, uh, we're just much different when it comes to that sort of thing. And so I feel like this narrative of eat less, move more because, you know, you are a dog essentially is just so unhelpful. It's so unhelpful. You are not a dog. You are not a dog. That's number one, mate. I don't know if you already knew that, but people keep telling you that you're a dog because people keep telling you that that's, you know, how you would treat your dog. So treat that, you know, treat yourself the same. And I just, oh, I'm not getting angry. I'm not even getting like sassy about it. I just kind of feel like it's just, it just kind of like, it's just really unvalidating. Is that a word? Like, it's just really like makes you feel like, oh, so it is as simple as that. So why am I finding it so hard? And the first thing that I want to tell you is like, that's because it isn't as simple as that. Sorry, it's not as easy as that. Like, yes, it's as simple as that. 
but it's not as easy as that. Like we have other things that are going on in our lives and other things that mean that we, we eat for other occasions, not just for fuel. You know, we eat for social occasions. We eat for happiness, we eat for emotion. And, and if you want to learn how to control those things a little bit more, then go back and listen to a couple of my previous episodes if you haven't already. You know, we talk about a lot about body image and emotional eating and, and just being worthy full stop. Um, and self-sabotage and all of the other like psychological reasons why you might be driven to eat more but saying just eat less is like oh brilliant god didn't even know that like it's like saying oh just save more money like well duh like if I want to save money for a house of course I just need to save more money but like how do I do that when I have bills to pay when I'm not earning enough income when I've got I don't know, loans to pay off or furniture to buy for my house or, you know, food to eat. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I'm getting really sassy and I need to calm myself down because I'm not making any sense right now. But drop me a DM if you kind of know what I mean by this and you feel in the same boat I do with it that like, hang on, it's, yes, it's as simple as that, but it's not as easy as that. And we have a lot more reasons why we would eat or, or why we can't move, for example. Like your dog, he hasn't got work all day for nine hours a day and then gets home and is knackered he spent all day sleeping on the sofa so of course he's buzzing to go out for a walk in the evenings you are not because you've just spent all day being like I don't know moaned at by your boss for not having a deadline in on time so you stayed late to get that deadline in and then you're knackered because you're so stressed from work and yes you've been sitting at desk all day but the last thing you want to do when you get home is go out for that walk that walk is the dog's best time of day and to be fair for most of us that do enjoy doing movement it's our best time of day but it's not as easy to get it in because we have a very busy crazy life and like yes we should be prioritizing things like that more and please take this as a note to sell to prioritize these things a bit more because they do make you feel so much better they are massively important when it comes to your overall health physical and mental but it's not as easy as just saying just walk a bit more mate just move a bit more yeah no shit mate do you know what I mean no shit um but anyway so I guess what I'm trying to say in this very weird way is that if you are feeling discouraged on your fat loss journey because all you're hearing from a lot of personal trainers at the moment is just eat less move more like treat yourself like you would treat your dog Um, and you're finding it really unhelpful and you're struggling to understand like how something can seem so simple when you hear it but seems really difficult to implement it's because moving more and eating less isn't actually that simple to do when you have too many other factors that are influencing your behaviors right now so I mean I I mean we're busy as hell we're sedentary as hell in in like everyday life and so it's not always easy to move more it's not always easy to eat less so what can we do to kind of make this happen for us a little bit do you know what I mean like when we've got these other influences that are encouraging or discouraging us from eating and moving and all that sort of stuff like how do we then make eat less move more seem a bit easier to do and I guess I answer this question every single day with my girls and I answer this question every single day on my Instagram and in my content and even in my podcast episodes but more than anything I think we need to start looking at how to fit more movement and fit healthier maybe more nutritious meals into our lifestyle without changing our lifestyle too much because right now like 
I'm not just going to tell you, right, we'll drop every inch of what you're doing right now. Drop all of your work commitments, all of your family life, like all of the stuff you've got going on and just go out for a walk because that might not be possible. So what can you do? You know, is there things that you can do whilst you're making your morning coffee, for example? Can you do, I don't know, 10, like in the morning, the last week I've been doing 10 squats, 10 push-ups, and 10 lunges on each leg just while my morning coffee's brewing. Like when I press that coffee machine button, that I've worked out that it takes that many reps of those things until my coffee is there. And so I've just been doing that every morning just to move a little bit, just to do a little bit more. And then when I'm having my morning coffee, I'm walking around my garden instead of sitting on the sofa. Little things like that will make the world of difference for you. And if that's all you can do right now, give yourself a pat on the back that you're doing that. Because a lot of the time we think, well, we can't do it all. So we might as well do nothing. And I've spoken about that before on my podcast and on my Instagram and on my like Rant Wednesdays and all that sort of stuff. But things like that, if you can just do little bits here and there, those bits add up. And, excuse me, as much as move more isn't always as easy as it seems, those little things that you can implement every single day will start to add up and you'll start to feel the benefit from those. And then sure, you might be able to in time schedule a little bit more time to go out for that morning walk. You know, you could start getting up 10 minutes earlier or half an hour earlier and just going for a walk around the I don't know around the like village that you live in um whilst you're listening to this podcast (laughs) and like even like this podcast if you're sitting on the sofa listening to this podcast go up and go for a walk go out for five minutes go out for 10 minutes and just go for a little walk around or like I don't know move around your kitchen a little bit like go and have a little pace about do you know what I mean things like that you can do to get your steps up without really noticing it and without then adding more time onto your day and that's the thing is at the moment we feel like we don't have much time and I'll be honest Han, we've, we've got loads of time we've got so much time you might be sitting there going I don't have time are you joking Joe? I don't have time and to be fair I feel you Han. I don't have time really either but it's because we're not really making time and you can say all you want like oh you're just not you don't want it enough you're not prioritizing it enough like blah 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 but no actually it might be that we value work a bit more than we value like I don't know getting those steps in and that's where we maybe need to have a look at little look at your priorities and go priorities sorry I'm getting like excited so I'm talking too fast <laughs> um but maybe we should have a look at your priorities and go right okay well brilliant like do you prioritize your work over your steps fine no problem do you prioritize your health over your work usually the answer is yes or usually the answer is no until it's too late but usually hopefully the answer is yes so let's figure out how we can improve your health around work and then when you improve your health work improves because you're feeling better you're you're not procrastinating so much because you're not so stressed like all of these things knock on to each other. So can you like, okay, can you take 10 minutes off away from your desk on a lunch break instead of working through your lunch? Can you just take 10 minutes to go up and go out and get some fresh air? That's getting some steps in, albeit not very many, but a few more than you would have done if you'd have just carried on working at your desk. You're resetting your brain a little bit and giving your brain space to think, space to like have a little bit of switch off time, even if it is just for 10 minutes, it will help you then be more inspired when you go back and be more proactive when you go back and be a little bit more productive when you go back is the word I was trying to use, but kept saying different words instead. Um, But yeah, so things like that, you know, you can do a lot of without it really having a huge impact on your day and without you feeling like you're sacrificing other things just to get that in. And when it comes to eating, this is where it gets a bit more complicated because there's so many things that, that influence our eating behaviors nowadays. 
And please, I do encourage you to go back and listen to my like other podcast episodes and listen to my like, I don't know, Rant Wednesdays and things like that on Instagram. And I feel like I'm plugging it loads, but it's just because I talk about it so much that I don't want to keep repeating myself. But things like emotional eating, things like boredom eating or comfort eating or stress eating or I don't know, loneliness eating, you know, eating for any occasion whatsoever. It, there's things that we can do to help manage those occasions so that you're not overeating when you do. And you can comfort eat, do you know what I mean? Bitch, I comfort eat a lot. But I know the, like, not necessarily the limits, but I know when it becomes an unhealthy behavior for me. And it's when it I haven't got something to replace it with or something to maybe help that situation a little bit more rather than just procrastinate from that situation. And so things like that will massively help because naturally you will then eat less if you are uh, finding alternative behaviors as a coping strategy or instead of a coping strategy in comfort eating or, you know, emotional eating or insert any form of eating there. Um, things like going out to restaurants, you know, you can still go out and eat. You can still do that. Dogs don't do that. You do. And that's another reason why, you know, eat less, move more narrative when it comes to like, you are a dog, just, you know, do that is really unhelpful because we have social events, we have, you know, things going on that mean that we might overeat sometime or indulge sometimes and that's okay. But let's find ways to be able to go out to eat, navigate those situations so that you can still enjoy yourself and have a super fun time without maybe overeating to the point of coming out of a deficit, for example, if that's your goal, which eat less, move more is your goal. Um, so, things like that you know and that's what why having a coach is really handy as well because we can navigate those situations together we can go right brilliant you know do should we have this as an untracked meal should we have this as you know which option should we choose off the menu like most of my clients will send me um like pictures of the menu beforehand and go what do you think is a good option and we'll kind of figure out right well what options would you choose if you were going to choose one um you know a, a kind of super like if you were going to choose anything off this menu what would it be and then how can we either tweak that meal to make it fit more with your goals or align more with your your goals, or, you know, can we choose something that maybe is a little bit of a compromise? You know, if you want to have that chocolate fudge cake dessert, great, what should we do? Should we share it with a friend? Should we uh, maybe go for, like, maybe not go for the starter, or go for a soup instead of the, like, I don't know, battered whatevers? I don't know. I haven't been out for dinner in so long. Actually, that's a lie. I go out for dinner all the time. <laughs> Why am I just blatantly lying? Do you ever do that? I feel like I do that all the time where I'm like, oh my God, like I haven't done that in ages. And then I'm like, actually, I did that yesterday. Or anyway. Anyway, back to topic. Um, but yeah, so things like that. And and I, I think a big one as well is that kind of self-sabotage behavior. Like dogs don't have these, these like, not moral, but like they don't have these internal thoughts that are imposed on us from the real world. You know, you don't have celebrity dogs telling like, do you know what I mean? Clifford, the big, red dog isn't on tv preaching to all of the other dogs that are sitting watching the tv in your house being like you need to do this for fat loss because like this is gonna restart your metabolism and like give you like such a boost in energy and like reset your hormones and do you know what I mean? he doesn't have clifford who's supposed to be a super influencer dog telling him this stuff we don't have that like they don't have that i'm speaking for myself too for my dog lol um but they don't have that do you know what i mean so they don't know any they don't know any different they've all they've ever known is just like you feed them when they get when they need food and then you walk them when they need to walk like that's it i mean i'm sure you know you do other stuff with your dog as well but in terms of that it's like you uh, we have so many external 
things uh, essentially just throwing shit on us and saying you need to try this you need to try that you know the slimming club is the place to go to lose fat and then your friend goes no that is complete bullshit you need to try this or you know we've got so many influences coming in that it's really difficult to unpick what we actually need to do and so yes I see the helpful side of this idea that eat less move more is like literally just the be all and end all for fat loss but at the same time it's to me really unhelpful because it's like yeah but like I'm not a dog and like somebody doesn't feed me I have to feed myself and sometimes that decision is really difficult when all I want to do is eat McDonald's like your dog doesn't want to eat McDonald's because he doesn't care like he'll be well happy if you give him I don't know his like salmon and I keep going back to salmon and potatoes because I bought my dog well me and my boyfriend bought my dog this like really cute pink packaging salmon and potato um dog food the other day and I'm just obsessed with the packaging so I'm like going back to that but things like that you know your dog doesn't really care what the bloody hell he's eating my dog ate a piece of shit the other day um what like we wouldn't do that but we also kind of would if I guess if it was like in a burger and we didn't even know anyway I'm really going off topic but do you know what I mean I feel like I don't know if I've really put across my point particularly well however I just felt like it needed to be said I feel like everybody at the moment is trying to make things simple and it is so fair enough because sometimes we do need to make things more simple we need to you know give people the understanding that it doesn't have to be as complex as everybody makes it out to you know you don't have to cut out food groups you don't have to overly restrict yourself you don't have to do all of these things that different people are telling you to do you know you don't need to reset your hormones or like eat for your blood type or cut out you know x y and z out of your day or even just like cut out food timings you know you can't eat anything for breakfast you've got to skip breakfast i know wait but you can't you've got to stop eating at 6 p.m like all of these things that people tell us to do all the time, it gets really complex. And so sometimes like simplifying that is really beneficial. But when you simplify it so much so that it then takes out that like the acknowledgement that eat less, move more isn't so simple in humans as it is for dogs, because we have so many other, I guess so many other things I don't want to keep saying things but you know what I mean like so many other influences so many other external factors that aren't always as easy as like yeah okay I'll just move more like yeah okay I'll just eat less like that's that's really unhelpful for someone that is super busy super stressed trying to juggle a million things and like really struggling to like meal prep or struggling to you know adhere to a diet you know and and also think about the fact that eat less well what does that even mean like yeah sure eat less food but if you eat less food and you're not replacing it with more nutrient dense foods then you're going to be really hungry and so that makes it really difficult to speak to stick to and our food availability in itself is another reason why this narrative is kind of unhelpful because like dogs don't have like access unless you're my dog that can open fridges and cupboards and literally sniffs down food from a mile off runs to the pub every time you open the back door because it can smell the sunday roast that the cromwell cottage has got going on do you know what i mean no no one's gonna gps where i live now are they but anyway um god actually probably shouldn't have said that off budget no one cares enough but 
like dogs the food availability for dogs they give they they eat what you give them we have chocolate bars in the fridge we have a shop full of food that we can go and grab anything from we've got costa down the road we've got a mcdonald's on every corner do you know what i mean like if we want food mate we go get it and if my dog had access to all of the food in the world like i do my dog would be absolutely obese because yeah sure he'd run to go and get it but as soon as he finds something, he's not going to stop eating. So I guess he is the same as us in some ways, because sometimes I don't want to stop eating either. And I would run for that Sunday roast at the Cromwell Cottage. But actually, I wouldn't. It's actually really average. If you've ever been to the Cromwell Cottage, how like disappointing is their Sunday roast? Genuinely, like deeply upset by it. Anyway, tangent. I'm so niche because there's like about five people listening to this that would bold of me to assume that there's five people listening to this but okay anyway I've gone off topic again but to wrap up this short little episode that really was probably the worst episode I'll ever do I feel like the eat less move more narrative is in part damaging to us girls who feel I'm really robotically speaking right now but I'm trying to get my words right but I feel like, look, it's not as simple as that because we have emotional factors. We have sociological, I'm going to say social factors, but we have things like that going on. You know, we have social events, we have family occasions, we have emotional reasons why we tend to eat, we have work commitments, we have stress levels. We have lack of like, just drive to get out of bed in the mornings some days. And so all of these things are going to play a huge role in whether you eat less and move more or eat more and move less. And so as much as it is as simple as eat less, move more, as if you were a dog, it's not as easy as that for a lot of us. And so all, I, I guess more than anything, I'm not here to give you many tips on how to kind of, I don't know, change that or make that work or or like lose fat. Go to my Instagram if you want any of those tips or drop me an email on info at trainwithjo.com if you want to chat through maybe coaching a little bit more and how we can kind of work through these things together. But it's more just to give you a little bit of comfort in that like you're not alone if you're finding this harder than a lot of PTs are making it feel. You know, people are saying like, oh, it's easy. You just got to do that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but like, what about when I'm crying into a Ben and Jerry's at 12 o'clock because my douchebag ex like wanted to meet up with me and told me that he loved me. And then he broke up with me again and we were already broken up. So I'm like, I don't really know how to manage that except from Ben and Jerry's. Like, I get it, boo. Do you know what I mean? I get it. I get you. I get you. Um, And so sometimes in those circumstances, especially... In that very niche specific circumstance, if your ex texting you telling you he wants you back and then being like, lol, just kidding, after you go meet up with him. That is such a, like, I, that genuinely, that, that was like three years ago, Joe. stop being bitter. But things like that <laughs> influence your behaviours is what I'm trying to say. And if you are feeling a little bit meh about that narrative because you think that, like you know well everyone seems to be finding it so easy and like this pt is saying that it's so easy but it's not it's actually really hard and i don't know why it's so hard because everyone keeps telling me it's easy girl i feel you it's not as easy as that um and if you need help navigating those circumstances 
And if you need an extra person to share your Ben and Jerry's and your wine with, then feel free to give me a message because um, I'll be there with my spoon. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm really sorry if it was a bit mismatched or whatever. Um, and do let me know. I, honestly, I appreciate every single comment, every feedback, everything that just helps me to make this podcast better. So please do let me know if there's any topics that you want me to chat about or any, I don't know, like questions that you have, anything that you're struggling with, anything that's kind of a burning thought for you that you're like, oh my God, I don't know how to manage this. I promise you it's not a stupid question. I promise you it's something that I will have dealt with with one of my clients before or if not multiple clients. And so if there's anything that I can help you with, please don't be afraid to reach out. Like my DMs are always open on Instagram, but it isn't the best way to get hold of me just because I do tend to get a large volume of them. So the best thing that you can do is email info at trainwithjo.com um, and like just tell me anything, you know. You can even just have a little rant if you want, do you know what I mean? Well, my email's always open for you gal. So if you ever need anything at all, that's where to go, email me. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you've got any feedback that you wanna give on this podcast or anything you wanna delve a little bit deeper in or any podcast guests you'd like to hear from in the next couple of episodes, please feel free to reach out. And if you could be the biggest queen that ever existed, I want you to screenshot that you're listening to this and go and share it to your Instagram story just so that I can reach more queens. Like I say this all the time, but my mission for this podcast is to make every single girl on the planet feel phenomenal. And I know that's a big ask. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of girls on this world, in this world, but every single one of you deserves to feel incredible. And I am sick of seeing you not reach your potential because you're too scared to fail or you're, you feel like you don't deserve it or that you're not worthy enough. And like that crushes my soul, mate. So yeah, I want to reach more people and I want people to know that they deserve to be in this world. They deserve to feel phenomenal and they just deserve like every inch of happiness. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop waffling now and let you crack on with your life, but go and have a fabulous week and I'll chat to you soon, Queen.